goodness guys there's so much to get to today oh my gosh there's so much news happening there's so much happening in the business world by the way by the way for all those if this is your first time around this part welcome back to the rambling mind podcast i hope y'all are doing well i hope y'all are staying safe i hope y'all are taking care of yourselves on this podcast we like to talk about all things money on Tuesdays, we focus on personal finance and investing, doing all the things you know you ought to do. And then on Thursdays, we like to look at the business market. We like to look at the business news and see how the Federal Reserve or the government or businesses are affecting the dollars in your pockets. Are they raising prices? Is the Federal Reserve raising interest rates? We're going to talk about that one. And then we talk about stuff in crypto world or anything that I find interesting going on in the business world. And that can look like a lot of things because I just find the whole thing fascinating. But guys, there's so much to get to today. We're just going to kick it off. We're just going to start off. Man, on Monday, the stock market was just weird. Like, I don't even know what to say. It's like people are playing with the stock market, playing all kinds of games over here. It was like the stock market is so crazy. It was almost like watching Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. If anybody watched that playoff game, that thing was insane. How are you going to have four changeovers in leads? Like, how? How does that happen during in the last two minutes of a game? In the last two minutes of a game? Like, what? It's just crazy. That game was crazy. But even more crazier than that was the stock market on Monday. The stock market opened up and all indices, and by indices, I'm talking about the S&P 500. I'm talking about the Dow Jones. I'm talking about the NASDAQ, which are the things that, that track the general market. All indices were down more than 4%. It was a stock market sell-off everywhere. The S&P 500 entered into a correction. The NASDAQ was in straight up a bear market. Everything just looked dire. It was like, oh, here, here we go. Here comes the end of all the happy runnings that we've been having. Things were just looking awful. This was the largest sell-off in a single day since March 2020. And you know what happened in March 2020? Yeah, coronavirus decided to show up and shut down the entire world. But then guess what happened shortly after that? Right around lunchtime, it seemed like the bulls took over and started buying the dip. It was just like, it just seemed like people just pumped all kinds of money back into the market and the day finished in the green. Never have we seen a day with this much of a swing effect. We've never seen anything like this where the markets were down almost 4% and then by the end of the day, we were in the green again. It just does not happen. The market is just crazy right now. So now the question was like, was that the actual dip? Or was that just a blip of the moment and things are still up in the air? The S&P 500 is still down more than 8% and the NASDAQ is still firmly in correction territory. And correction just means that it's down more than 10%. So far, this is the worst January in the history of the stock market with data that we have going back to 1929. We will have to see how everything plays out. But if you are faint of heart and if you don't like seeing your portfolio in red, I advise you. Please do not open up your portfolio. Do not open up your 401k. Do not open up your IRA. Just leave it alone. Just let that thing just sit. Don't pay attention to it. Because if you do, man, you might get a mild heart attack, especially this week. Big tech companies are going to be reporting earnings this week. And we're going to talk about a few of those later on. And as they go, so goes the market. Because big tech, uh, when we look at companies like Microsoft, Apple, Google, Tesla, Amazon, they make up a substantial amount of the market. I think they make up about 20% of the market, just those five companies in and of themselves. 
And the top 10% of company, 10 companies make up about 25% of the market. So as they go, so goes the market. If big tech com companies come out and report earnings and it's not as great as people expect it to be, you can just go ahead and predict that the stock market is going to fall. But for all of us who enjoy the drama, for all of us who enjoy the carnage, for all of us who believe that this presents opportunity for us to be able to buy good companies at cheaper prices, at more attractive prices, who believe that this is an opportunity that we can maybe take. I'm not saying that the market is cheap by any means. I'm not saying that you need to go dump all your money into the market right now just because it's down 8% or 10%. I am not saying that. Do not misconstrue my words. But I am saying that this can present us with opportunities to be able to buy great companies at really really good prices for those of us who love to pick single stocks for those of us who love to invest in single stocks this is where we shine this is where we get to pick our have our pick of the litter because there's a lot of companies that are getting destroyed we have a lot of companies that are down more than 20 30 40 50 percent now it's just for us to find those companies that we really like find those companies that we believe have a brighter future ahead of it and buy into those companies and just hold them through all the volatility over time. For those of us who are just buying index funds, in this period of time, it's just time for us to not pay attention and just to let the automatic index investing just do its thing for us to just be happening in the background because this is not the time for you to start pulling out your money or start freaking out because you never know. The market might do a double take and just start going back up rather than going down. You never know what might happen. But speaking of the Fed's raising interest rate, the Fed is not one to miss out on a market party. The Fed is not one to either just be like, oh, you know what? There's a party going on over there in the stock market. We're just going to ignore it. No, 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 no. The Fed said we got to add our own little spice to the mixture and see exactly what kind of cocktail we got going on. On Wednesday, the Fed had their first FOMC meeting, which is the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, which is where they make a lot of decisions of what interest rates are going to do, what their bond purchases decisions are going to be, and how they're going to interact and play them or not play the markets, but how they're going to interact with the economy. Because remember, the Fed's main job, the Federal Reserve's main job, they have two mandates. One is to make sure that prices remain consistent and strong, and two is for high employment they want a strong labor market and to make sure that prices aren't all over the place and right now the fed is like yo prices all over the place like we have a good labor market the labor market is super strong but this seven percent inflation over here we got to do something about that so when they hopped on it the expectation everyone had was the fed was going to come out and be like yo we got to raise interest rates like right now and we're not waiting any longer because inflation is crazy and we need to handle that thing but rather than doing that the fed came out and was like you know what we kind of like the party a little bit. So we're going to let the punch bowl stay out. We're going to keep this party going. And we're not going to raise interest rates until March. And once they said that, the stock market that has been going down, down, down all day long, all of a sudden was like, yo, you say we can party some more? Everybody got excited and the stock market started going right back up. Everybody got super excited. The stock market closed today for the first time in a number of days since last week. The stock market closed in positive, like strongly in positive territory, being up about 2%. But then I just checked the stock market right before I started looking at before I started recording this podcast. And apparently the market decided, nah, that wasn't good enough news for us. And in after hours, the market actually closed down. Point, uh, closed down about half a percent. So it's just crazy right now. Right now, the markets are just all over the place. It just makes no sense. There is no particular thing that we can point to and say, oh, that's why the market went up or that's why the market went down. You're hearing me speak about all these different narratives, 
But the fact is, you can pick one narrative and run with it as to why it's a good thing or pick another narrative and run with it of why that's, that's a bad thing. There's so many things going on right now that we really can't make much sense of anything. There's so much uncertainty going on in the markets that we can't make too much heads or tails of what is going on, which is why I always tell people, don't pay attention to everybody who's talking about the markets. Even me, don't believe the things that we are saying all the time because we don't know. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if the market is going to go up. We don't know if the market is going to go down. We don't know. All we are doing is just adding a narrative to give you an idea of what's going on around you for you to understand, to be able to maybe make decisions for yourself, which right now, this is the worst time to make a decision to buy or sell unless you're buying more <laughs> as the market is going down because there's so much uncertainty. You don't know what to do. And usually when people are making decisions in the middle of a panic, it's usually not the best decisions for yourself. So just be careful with the news that you're taking in. Just be careful with the people that you're listening to. Just be careful, even with me, with the things that I say, be careful with what I'm saying, because I have a bias. There's a bias for me. My bias is I believe that every downturn is an opportunity for us to buy more stocks. That's my bias. So whenever you hear me, whenever we're talking about investing, or whenever I'm talking about the markets, my bias is going to be bent towards oh it's a downturn i don't care i have a 20 30 year uh ahead of me to invest in the stock market so i'm going to buy it if you're older than me you probably have to rethink that bias you have to rethink is this actually a good thing for me or is it not a good thing for me if you're closer to retirement you probably have to rethink that if you're closer to my age you probably have the same bias where you're like oh, i'm not retiring anytime soon so i might as well just keep investing for the long term and keep buying more stocks so just realize that whenever you're listening to people everyone has a bias Everyone has a story that they're going to tell. Everyone has a reason that they're trying to drive you to something. Sometimes people have a reason because they're trying to sell you on something. I'm trying to sell every single person on something. Part of what I'm trying to sell is like, keep listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you share the podcast with somebody else so they can enjoy the podcast as well. That's my bias. That's what I'm trying to sell to you in this podcast. And so just be careful because every single person has something that they're trying to sell to you or give to you or bring to you to get you to buy into. But anyway, moving on from there, let's talk about crypto. The wild, wild, wild west called crypto. And crypto is now fully mainstream. It's no longer something that's just on the side that nerds would talk about or something that just finance bro would talk about. Crypto is has become completely and utterly mainstream. And to this point, New York's brand new mayor took his first paycheck, his first of three paychecks in the form of Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm telling you, what we're going to talk about in a little bit, he probably crying right now. And he probably like, yo, why did I make that decision? But he said that and he did this in a push to turn New York into, as he says, the center, and this is in quotes, the center of cryptocurrency and other financial innovation. Remember, New York is already the center of all things finance right now. Wall Street is in New York. Everything basically happens in New York. When a company goes public, it's in New York. All the major banks, their headquarters, New York. Everybody is basically in New York. When it comes to finance, it's all in New York. The mayor wants the new stage of finance, if DeFi and crypto becomes the new center of finance, he wants that to be happening in New York. However, he's got steep competition because the mayor of Miami has taken four of his paychecks in Bitcoin and has launched a crypto project to raise funds for the city and publicize its crypto efforts. In the end, although I don't care about what these mayors are getting paid in, it does show how these cities are trying to attract new businesses and startups to show that they are pro-innovation and will help you, bro, uh, help you grow your business. 
This is important because in 2021, venture capital firms invested 32.8 billion dollars in various blockchain and crypto startups, more than all previous years of investment in this space combined. And it's expected that this number is going to continue to rise and rise and rise. So these this these these mayors are like, yo, please come to our city. Please bring those jobs to our city. Please bring that tax revenue to our city so we can have some of that. So they're trying to incentivize people to come by saying, hey, you know, I'm 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 one of the I'm one of the crypto bros. I take my paycheck in crypto, which ironically, while these mayors are playing hooky with crypto companies, Bitcoin has had a dramatic sell-off over the last few months. It is down 50% and basically has wiped out all the gains of 2021 that we saw. Remember last year in 2021, we saw Bitcoin skyrocket all the way to about six, more than $60,000. That thing is all the way now below $40,000. But the thing you have to remember when it comes to crypto is this is absolutely normal. It's very normal for crypto to just have 50% wipe out all of a sudden. It's very, very normal. This thing happens all the time when it comes to Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these cryptocurrencies. In this space, having a 50% drawdown is very normal. This is why I advise most people, if you're not somebody who can just basically see your money get evaporated, don't invest in crypto. Because it is a very dangerous space. It is not a space for the faint of heart. Regularly, you will put your money into it and you will see it get evaporated. Right now, I invested in Ethereum. I'm down. I've lost thousands of dollars in Ethereum because I invested last year. And since then, it's just drawn down. But for me, I'm okay with it because I put money that I didn't need right now. I put money because this is a long-term investment for me when it comes to Ethereum. And so I just kept on putting, I've been dollar cost averaging into it as it's in a downturn. And I'm just, I'm, we're just going to keep looking at it and see what happens from here. But that's the thing. Like you have to be very careful and be very mindful of what it is that you're putting your money into. Know what it is that you're putting your money into. Right now, all the ways is NFT, crypto. Everybody wants to get on this wave. But if you don't know what you're getting yourself into all of a sudden you're going to wake up one morning and all of a sudden your $100 a ton to $50 and you're like whoa 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 what just happened and if you don't know this is a regular occurrence in crypto this is a regular occurrence in crypto so just be very mindful because crypto is extremely extremely dangerous now let's talk about these earnings updates the first one we got on here is my favorite company to invest in y'all say it with me my Microsoft, my favorite company to invest in. And this company just prints money. I swear, they print money better than the Federal Reserve. Like, my gosh, they just print so much money. They just bring in so much money. They brought in over $50 billion in Q4 of 2021. $50 billion. This is the first time they've brought in $50 billion in a quarter. But even more impressive than that, revenues rose 20%. They absolutely and completely smashed all analyst estimates for the business. Literally every single segment of the business grew double digits. This is unheard of for a company the size of Microsoft. You don't see trillion dollar companies still growing at double digit revenues as they become larger and larger. Usually what happens is as a company becomes larger and larger, you see small little bumps in revenue growth, not double digit 20% revenue growth. That does not happen on a regular basis, but this is why I love Microsoft. It is such a large company, but yet operates like a startup. We love this company. However, you would think that all that good news that I just rattled off would actually send the stock harder, higher, but then again, 
like we've been talking about the stock market crazy right now all that did was send the stock down five percent everybody was like yo you didn't beat expectations that that well like you beat it but you didn't beat it that much they were like ah, azure cloud server only grew 46 percent. we wanted you to grow 48 percent. and at that point i was just like what what do you mean what, what do you mean it grew only only like seriously it grew only 46 percent. only are y'all kidding me but then shortly after that after Microsoft had their earnings call and gave strong future guidance, the stock rocketed it back up to 5%. However, Microsoft is still down about 10% on the year alone. So we'll have to see what happens going forward. Remember, the stock market is a forward-looking machine. So the results of the past were already baked into the stock price. And now all people care about is what's going to happen next and what's going to happen next, which is why, for the most part, I tend to ignore how people are feeling about the stock market. Remember, always separate the stock market from the business because how do you not love a business like Microsoft? For anybody who sold Microsoft shares, how do you not like Microsoft? This company just keeps printing money. There are two businesses in this world that you buy whenever they fall right now because they just seem to have no chance of stopping. That is Microsoft and that is Apple. They just seem to just print money. Microsoft, Apple, and Google, I kind of put them in a special category on their own because this company just seemed to print money. And we'll hear from Apple on Thursday and they'll, they'll probably tell us, oh yeah, we brought in another hundred billion dollars in a quarter. And then everybody's mind will get blown. And that's my expectation for Apple is like, they better bring in a hundred billion dollars because it was the holiday season. So we'll see, we'll see. But my gosh, this, oh, they just print so much money. And then Tesla also reported on Wednesday and as expected, because we've already had their delivery numbers for all the months in, in the Q4 of 2021, they brought in $17 billion and basically smashed earnings, uh, earnings expectations. They grew revenues at 65% year over year. However, they could have brought in more money, but they were hampered by supply chain shortages during the quarter. From their report, they said, our own factories have been running below capacity for several quarters as supply chain became the main limiting factors, which is likely to continue through 2021. Remember, they were supposed to start uh, shipping out Cybertrucks last year, Cybertruck and the Semi and the Tesla Semi last year, but that has not been available because of all the supply chain crunch. Apparently, you can't run away from a supply chain crunch, no matter how good of a company, no matter how good your supply chain is, even Apple is having to deal with it. Everybody's having to deal with it right now. If you have to make a physical device, supply chains are just destroying you speaking of chips and supply chain shortages intel also reported their earnings on wednesday and they brought in 19 billion dollars in revenue that sounds great until you realize that's a seven percent decline from the year prior so you know typical intel it's like the stock they announced their earnings and then the stock falls and it's just this is this is just intel and intel being the best Primarily, their losses were driven by their client computing department, which is all the PC computing chips, which they have fell they fell behind heavily against uh, behind AMD in making chips. But now they're finally starting to get back into the process of being a better chip manufacturer and making better chips. Surprisingly, though, they saw a major year over year increase in their data center business, which grew revenues at 20 percent to seven point three billion dollars. They also announced another major chip fabrication plant in Ohio that will cost them about 20 billion dollars since the new ceo has taken over the helm he has been heavily investing back into the business and has actually announced that the gross margins are going to be suppressed for the next two to three years so that's something to keep in mind now quick disclosure before we move ahead 
I am a shareholder in all of these companies that I'm talking about. This is why I'm talking about them because I care about these companies. So this is not investment advice. This is not me telling you to invest in any of these businesses. This is not me telling you, hey, I like these businesses. You should like them too. This is just one guy rambling on on a podcast because he enjoys talking about all things finances. And because he likes talking about all things finances, he's going to talk about these companies because these are the companies he holds. So this is not investment advice for you to go buy these companies. These are just ones that I enjoy talking about. Stats of the week. Four. The song We Don't Talk About Bruno from the movie Encanto, which is a great watch, by the way. You, if you haven't seen Encanto on Disney+, Plus, go watch that thing. That thing's so good. Disney just knows how to make, or rather, Pixar plus Disney just know how to make wonderful animated movies that not just children will enjoy, but everyone will enjoy and everyone can learn something from it. It's just amazing how well they're able to make these movies. But anyway... The song is now number four on Billboard's Hot 100 list, becoming the highest charting Disney song of all time, beating out Let It Go, Let It Go, which charted at number five. Surprising, very surprising, because, man, the amount of times I heard that song, Let It Go, maybe it's because I'm not around children as much that I'm not hearing this Encanto song, but my gosh, that Let It Go song was all over the place. But anyway, one key thing that I am noticing, the reason why I'm even bringing this topic up, is that in entertainment, it's no longer focused just on the Americas, or it's no longer focused just on the United States. Movies like Encanto to Squid Game are all international movies that are taking over the culture. So move. I don't expect to see most shows to be just about America and how America is so great. I expect that continuously, as we are still a global world, and a global market and so connected, I expect that more and more we'll be seeing more movies that are international based and not just focused on America. Next that 7,030. This is the number of schools that had to cancel classes last week, which is about 7% of schools in the US because of COVID issues like outbreak of, uh, of staffing shortages or like outbreaks or staffing shortages, according to a school tracking site, Burbio. More and more schools are having a hard time finding substitute teachers to fill the gap when teachers have to stay home due to COVID. All around the country, state governments are doing different things to try and get more substitute teachers through the door. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Sitt signed an executive order on Tuesday to allow state employees to work as substitute teachers while keeping their current jobs. New Mexico Governor Michelle Lu- I don't even know. Michelle Grisham even asked the National Guard to help grade all those personal essays. California has written the requirements, has rewritten requirements to become a substitute teacher in an order to in order to help speed up the hiring process and make it easier for retired teachers to come back. Kansas lifted requirements for substitute teachers to extend. Uh, to an extent that individuals with no college experience can step in. In some Utah districts. Principals are asking parents to come in and be substitute teachers. One thing that I am noticing from this whole thing, one thing that I am afraid of in this whole situation is something is the compounding effect. We like to talk about it when it comes to our money. We love to talk about how compounding can work in our favor. We like to talk about it in other areas of our life. I am afraid for the future of this compounding effect of students not actually learning anything in school, but just sitting in classrooms and watching movies all the time because of the effects of COVID. So I'm scared of what this effect, what it might do 10, 20, 30 years down the road, 
when everything starts progressing like how is this going to change the children that are coming up now what is their learning even though we all complain about the united states under uh school system from k through 12 even still i am afraid of what this might mean for the future of education for the future of innovation for the future of children being able to accomplish things in their future so and you know the hardest part that's being hit is of course, lower income kids. Those are the kids that are getting hit the hardest, of course. And that's something that I'm really afraid of. And I'm really like scared about this whole COVID pandemic. And it's something that not a lot of people are focused on. It's something that not a lot of people are thinking about right now because there's so much other stuff going on that when it does happen, when we do get to that point, I wonder what the effects will be. As a matter of fact, I read another article today that talked about like our reading has just cratered like the amount of people who can read or think critically it just continues to crater and crater and crater and reading is key to being able to think critically and so it's one of those things like the more we get distracted by our apps and even now like you don't even have to read anymore you just watch movies at school with a substitute teacher it's just it's kind of scary in all honesty 40 percent 40 percent of families earning less than fifty thousand dollars a year said that their savings would not be able to cover one month of expenses with savings this is according to axios and morning consult basically all the pandemic era government support is running out or in some cases has completely run out and reality is setting back in remember one of the things that i talked about was just how incredible our savings rate was i mean i was praising i was hooping and hollering because one of the things i love to talk about is saving money and i was like yo people are actually saving money well they spent all that money and the reality is starting to set back in as inflation continues to hit higher and higher levels it's eating into a lot of people's um a lot of people's budgets unfortunately especially again lower income families. And this is why the Biden administration is trying to pass a lot of these different things to help families out, especially that $300 child credit that would help a lot of families, $300, I think a month child credit that would help families be able to put food on the table for their children. Remember, and this is the thing, that $300 tax credit actually went a long distance. We saw child hunger drop 90% last year because of that child credit. But that number is starting to creep back up a lot more children are going hungry once again. Last number for the week, $465 million. This is the amount that Amazon spent on the first season of its new Lord of the Rings series. We still don't know when it's going to come out, but that's the name that they're coming up with. The show is going to literally be the most expensive TV show ever made. Amazon is putting a whole lot of money behind this show. If it sucks, man, a whole lot of people, a lot of heads going to be rolling. <laughs> last few of the week according to a survey by yougov for creditcard.com nearly a third of people in serious relationships admit to some sort of financial infidelity nine percent of people have secret debit cards nine percent of people have secret debts eight percent of people have secret checking accounts nine percent of people have secret credit cards and to top it all off, my generation, us, millennials and Gen Z, our generation, we are the worst. We are the worst at this. 48% of millennials and 61% of Gen Zs admit to being financial cheaters. Here's my simple thoughts on this whole thing. This is a bunch of people who aren't truly ready to be in relationships but want to play house. Is all this is, is what I'm getting out of this whole thing. If you are not going to be open with your finances, with somebody you say you're in a serious relationship with, that relationship is not going to work. 
no offense, but if you guys are trying to become one in your relationship and you're hiding stuff from each other, there's always going to be issues that come up all the time because what else are you hiding? That's the question that I would ask. It's like if somebody's hiding something, it's like, what else is there? If you're not willing to be open with me about finances or any of this stuff, well, first of all, I'm weird because I love talking about finances. I don't find it weird to talk about finances all the time. I'm very open with my finances with those who know me. So it's not weird for me. And I can say why people will be holding back on it. But if you're not ready to make that move, if you're not ready to make that commitment, then, you know, you're not in a serious relationship. You're just playing house. And it's okay. If you just want to play house, play house. But don't call it a serious relationship. That's just my two cents. And in the end, if you're hiding all of this stuff, it will blow up in your face. It will blow. If you're married and you're hiding all this stuff, it will blow up in your face without a doubt. More than 70% of divorces are because of, of, of financial infidelity. Everyone thinks of infidelity as, oh, I cheated on my wife with somebody else. No, financial infidelity or even there are other forms of infidelity that we can have in relationships. So just keep that in mind. If you're hiding something, maybe you need to go like plead and beg for forgiveness and all that good stuff. Anyway, last few ones, Nigeria, 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 my country. We got bounced from the AFCON, man. We got bounced from the African couple of nations. As my friend said, this is so Nigeria. All flash, no substance. We scored the most goals in the group stage in the history of the African Cup of Nations. And when the medal hit the road and when we had to actually win a freaking game, what did we do? Nothing. Ugh. It's so, oh my gosh, so ridiculous. Ugh. Anyway, this one made me happy. The Super Bowl show for this year. If you guys haven't seen the trailer for the Super Bowl halftime show, if you are a hip-hop head, if you are a hip-hop fan, go watch that trailer. I don't even want to spoil who is in the Super Bowl this year. Just go watch that. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I think I'm more excited for the halftime show this year than I am for the actual Super Bowl this year. I mean, the last few years with Super Bowl halftime shows have sucked. Oh, my gosh. The halftime, like, the halftime shows have been so, like, ignored. Like, I mean, we had this dude last year, The weekend. My God, that was like a snooze fest. It was like, what, what are you doing, my guy? Like, this is terrible. It was just like an ultimate snooze fest. But anyway, to close this thing out, remember, guys, you can finally start filing your taxes. Please do it online. Please do it ele- electronically so you don't have to wait so long. It will be easier for you to track. It will be easier for you to submit everything. And it will be easier for you to get your refund down much faster. So do everything electronically. Don't send anything in because the IRS already has such a massive backlog. So please don't forget to file your taxes. If you're still going to do it sometime later on this year, start putting all those documents away. If you're invested, if you invested last year and you sold some stock, you might have to pay some taxes. If you made money with interest or whatever, you might have to pay some taxes. So just be paying attention to your emails, pay attention to your mailbox to make sure that you're getting all the right tax documents in your bag. Just make sure so that you don't have any kind of issues when it's time. All right. Well, anyway, that's all I got for y'all. This was an extremely, extremely long episode this time around, but thank you to each and every single one of y'all who stuck around till the very end. And if you did, the magic word to tweet at me is you rule. That's the magic word for today. Actually, no, the magic word is man is crazy. Man, it's crazy. And you can share that with me on Instagram or you can hit me up on Twitter or anywhere else like TikTok. 
And anyway, it's been your boy Kalechi. I'm gonna catch you all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and I'm out. Peace.